Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz Gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com. Montana's only daily sports talk show. Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Well, hello, everybody. Welcome in. Happy Friday. Hope you're having a phenomenal week so far. Thanks for tuning in with us here to end your week. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Get the app. I promise. First of all, you can see my shiny bald head in HD. I'm there. I'm finally there. Decided, you know, it's all gone. Still love hanging out with my guys down at Compass Barbershop. All right, what can they do for me that I, I couldn't do myself? The nice beard trim, the bald head, the great conversation. Go check out Compass Barbershop. But that's a great way uh, to utilize the app, looking at the cue ball. <laughs> also, though, you can watch this show live and or archived, and you can watch Grizz Hockey. Our guys have been putting in an unbelievable amount of work. I got a lot of creative ideas. I'm also terrible when it comes to troubleshooting, fixing stuff. If, if stuff's broken, I just come up with a new idea. I, I could get to the point where I can do things a little bit better sometimes, but mostly you need guys that have ideas, and then you need guys that go get the stuff done. Tommy Evans, Jeff Safford, Andrew Houghton, they've been getting stuff done all week long, making sure that the Grizz Hockey broadcast is as good as it possibly can be, and it looks great. These guys added so many new elements of technology in this uh, last week. Unreal. So uh, hopefully they uh, are excited about all their great work, but you should definitely be excited. You can stream live and or archive Grizz hockey games on the ESPN MT app as well. So go get it. Go check it out. Pretty cool new endeavor. Pretty dang proud of our guy, Tommy. Well, he said, Andrew, Tommy told me today he's going to rename his uh, show, his Evenings in the Trail on the Trail with Tommy or uh, the new show. He said he's going with New Age Dynamo because I said I allegedly called him this on the show the other day. I was just ranting and rambling and rapping with him. But he is a New Age Dynamo and he's done so much great work uh, to get Grizz Hockey rolling. So go check the work out there on the ESPN MT app. Uh, that's all to say, we have a ton to talk about on this show today. The baseball playoffs are underway. Uh, poor Robert Chase, our program director at uh, the Trail 103.3, he is a diehard, diehard Cardinals fan. And the Cardinals had it against the Phillies today, and they did not have it. And the Phillies score six uh, late to come back and win. So that one's in the books. We'll get some other baseball scores for you here in just a minute. We got some calls today asking if we'd have the Mariners game on, and, you know, we had to make the, had to make a decision, so here we are. Uh, Nuanas now is on the air, uh, but we will have Mariners games here on ESPN Radio whenever we can. Great lineup for you today. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, SWX Sports Director, will join us to talk Grizz, Bobcats, Big Sky Conference, and NFL betting lines. It's also Friday night, so that means we have our Garden City Spotlight. Dane Oliver, the head coach of the Missoula Sentinel Spartans, will join us. Matt Johnson, his counterpart, the head coach of the Big Sky Eagles, joined us on Tuesday. So if you want to get set up for tonight's Crosstown game in Missoula, go check out Tuesday's Nuanas Now. Matt Johnson joined us about 4.30 on Tuesday. Uh, but Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel, will join us uh, today about 4.30. We also have free pizza pie for you, Friday Pie Day, presented by Front Street Pizza. Front Street Pizza there on Front Street in downtown Missoula. Uh, we will have a free large pizza for you from Front Street Pizza Friday Pie Day. That will happen about 530, so stay tuned for that. We also have a special two-part 
Chicken doesn't know sports. I don't know if it's actually special. It's just long. It's very funny. I recorded with Caroline this morning. Caroline's just hilarious. She's a hoot. Uh, her commentary on um, all things pop culture and some of the crossover that it has with us here in the sporting world, uh, hilarious. But we talked Tom Brady. Uh, we talked Ho You Fat, the uh, the new <laughs> player that, that's uh, got the jersey that's going to sell a billion uh, jersey sales. Also, then we'll get you set up for the weekend. Look at the uh, Bobcat game against Idaho State. Give you some chatter about the Grizzlies as they enter now the second half of their schedule, the Battle of the Little Brown Stein on the horizon next Saturday here in Missoula, University of Idaho coming to town. So maybe we'll talk some Grizz Idaho. We'll talk your, uh, around the Big Sky Conference, get you set up for some of the high school games for tonight outside of this Garden City uh, City Championship game here. In Missoula, so a big show. Uh, thanks for riding with us. Thanks for tuning in. This is Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Uh, first and foremost, I, I guess actually, I think we got to just get in. So uh, we're going to get to our, our good friend Sean Rainey here in uh, just a minute. Okay, we got to keep on going. Uh, let's look at some Major League Baseball. Like I mentioned, the uh, the Phillies with a rally. Uh, earlier, so they are up one nothing against uh, in the series that is against the um, St. Louis Cardinals. The Mariners underway. It's the top of the seventh actually uh, in Toronto, and Seattle is up four to zero over the Blue Jays. So that's a, a big one. The uh, Cleveland Guardians got a two one win over the Rays uh, earlier today. That that series is being played in Cleveland, or at least was in Cleveland today. And like I mentioned, the Phillies. Uh, rally all the way back, and they get a 6-3 victory over the St. Louis Cardinals. So uh, one more game coming down the pipe, 6-0-7 first pitch, uh, Padres-Mets. So uh, speaking of our guy, Sean Rainey, it was a fun picture he had on Twitter. The guys at SWX are, are big baseball guys. You got Rain Man, who's from San Diego, and uh, so he's a big Padres guy. Got Zach Kaplan, who's from uh, the Northeast. So he's a big Bo Sox guy. He's a Penn State grad, so he's a big Boston Red Sox guy. And you got Vince Bagby, who's just a Montana guy, but a big-time Mets fan. And so for the first time in their lifetimes, all three of those teams made the playoffs. So they had a fun uh, picture. I didn't, I couldn't tell where they were at, but somewhere just enjoying the games, all wearing their favorite jerseys. And uh, so it's fun. It's fun that the, uh, the Major League Baseball uh, playoffs are, are back in order here. Um, and it's fun that there's this new format. I, I it, it's a, such a catch twenty two, right? What do we complain about baseball? That it's it's slow or boring or uh, you know too many games, inconsequential. Well, when it was a one game wild card playoff, then I thought that that's so exciting. You get the direct result. You get the direct hit you want. But doesn't it completely demean then the meaning of a uh, – the meaning, excuse me, of, of a 162-game season? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's one or the other, I guess, and uh, I can't really grasp it. But I do think this is a better deal, though. Three-game set, little, you know, old-school, like, you know, mid-summer deal, but in October instead – so it'll be fun to watch. I don't, I don't really know what I think of any of these series in terms of uh, predictions and things. I, I do know, you know, if you're just going by win totals, the Mariners on the road beating the Blue Jays is, is uh, considered an upset, I would say. The Guardians winning at home, not. They were the, the American League Central champions. And uh, the Phillies winning on the road in St. Louis, that's certainly a um, an upset as well, so... I don't know, new format, getting the hang of it, uh, but I think it's good for baseball. I haven't hung out this guy in a while. Uh, I we Man, we are up against it. That's okay. We'll just roll. We'll catch up. We'll see you later. Sean Rady, SWX Montana Television. I almost forgot the code to the door, and uh, I didn't even recognize the place when I walked in here, but we're down here at SWX Montana Television. It's crazy how fast time flies when you're super busy, but we've been busy. Happy, though, to have one of my great friends, one of the great friends of this show, Sean Rainey, back in the saddle, SWX Montana Sports Director. That shirt is fresh, man. How you been doing? You're looking good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I've just been busy. Uh, you know, kind of same stuff. Just been plugging along. You've been plugging along. And 
yeah, our paths haven't crossed uh, as much as normal, but yeah, good to good to have you in. What's been going on around here? What, what you been diving in? Uh, what do you what do you thought of the high school stuff so far? Uh, there's been a lot of good high school stuff. I think the double A is fun to cover this year. Yeah, double A, uh, pretty wide open pretty this good. year. Uh, both Helena schools looking pretty good. You got Sentinel, you got Glacier, you know Gallatin. Uh, there's a bunch of teams uh, that are solid. It's gonna be interesting to see how that shakes out. Uh, things kind of more kind of open in Class B a little bit. You know, Florence got beat earlier this year. Uh, Hamilton's looking obviously really good in Class A. Um, but yeah, high school high school's been awesome. We've been doing a lot of high school games on SBX, a lot of Frontier Conference stuff. Uh, so it's been fun. We were just talking with our uh, friend Ben Wyman, the, uh, one of the lead anchors here at ABC Fox Montana. And uh, Ben has moved away from the sports side of things, so then he can be uh, just a, a real great sports fan. So I always love giving, getting Ben's fan takes. But uh, he he's, uh, as, a, as a University of Montana former uh, reporter and a guy who now is a season ticket holder and stuff, he's a little worried about what's going on on the other side of the divide with Sean Chambers and his breakout performance. But uh, that aside, what, do you have, what have you thought of just these uh, first couple weeks of Big Sky Conference play? Um, I thought it's been pretty interesting Unfortunately, I, I I wanted to watch the the Cats game, but I was driving back from Idaho State, mm-hmm. so that was a just a splendid drive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I wish we could have like an on bus camera because for those who have never done the drive to Pokey, there is like a what probably a, a full hour and a half stretch where there's no cell service. We can get by, you know, we can talk or be alone with our own thoughts, guys in our 30s, but I would love to see, like, the 19-year-olds on the bus, like, oh, my God, my phone doesn't work. I can't stream anything. What are we going to do? Well, what are we going to do? We have no, we're in no man's land for hours. I know. Well, I was like, oh, um, I'm just going to put the game on ESPN Plus because that's, we get all the games, but since it was on ESPNU, mm. you needed a TV provider, yeah. which I, you know, go through, like, Hulu and other things, so sure. couldn't, uh, couldn't watch the game. Um it's going to be fascinating how this all plays out because obviously when you have what is it four teams in the top seven, yep. um, it's going to be uh, just really fascinating to see uh, who loses to who, who beats who. Uh, we're going to you know find out a lot, uh, especially in the next three weeks. So uh, buckle up because at least, you know especially on the Grizz side of things, it's been kind of a. Uh, I mean, not like a you know sleepwalking through the first six weeks, but. You know, they when you're highly favored over every single opponent that you're going against, it it makes it, you know, not as uh, enticing week to week. And so now um, it starts to get real interesting. What have you thought of the Grizz weaknesses and strengths so far? This is kind of like the midseason, right? You got uh, five games in, it's a bye week, so you're getting into the stretch run. Idaho coming to town, and then obviously the the probably pivotal moment of their season. Uh, the two-game road trip to Sacramento State, Weber State, and then, of course, obviously, Eastern Washington and Montana State coming up in November as well. But what, what's your midseason evaluation of the Grizz? What, first, to start with the strengths. What, is there anything that they've done well that surprised you? Ooh, that's a good one that surprised you because I feel like they're pretty um, like right on to what we thought that they were going to be. Um, and they feel like pretty similar to what we've seen in the past, especially defensively. Um Really, really good. Um, obviously, uh, I would say I'm trying to think of a surprise. I think a person that's a surprise, Kale Edwards, has kind of emerged as a guy that's getting more rotational uh, spot. Um, but I don't really think defensively anything has really kind of surprised me. Um, I, I think they've kind of been what they have been, um, which we will get into this later, which is uh, can be to a default at times too, um, that they haven't really changed much. Um, offensively, uh, I think the offensive line has played pretty well. Um, I would say, especially the interior. Yeah, and the, and some of those young guys. Um, that has been a, a good surprise. Um, Lucas's ability with his legs, I think, has been um, he's been a little bit better running the football um, than I thought. And I, to be honest, a little surprised how uh, Marcus Knight had a great game and he's starting to get into form. Um, it's taken a little bit longer than I think I thought it would it, when I was thinking about it preseason. I think that uh, Sean Rainey joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. I, I think that night, too, I think he's he's still working his way back from a fitness confidence standpoint. I also think, though, when he came here originally, he was the man, and there was nobody else really pushing him, and now he's got other guys that are really good. I think Xavier Harris is really good, and so... 
Uh, the, I think the biggest surprise to me for the Grizz offense has been that so many, so often during spring ball and fall camp, coaches talk about we got all these weapons, we're going to spread the ball all around. And then they like kind of do, but they really don't. They just find their go-to guys and they settle in. The Grizz have really been able to truly get a whole bunch of guys involved. They haven't been riding any one horse all the way. I think that's going to help them in the stretch run. But I think night two, I think he's 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 faced a lot more internal competition. I think he's sort of working through that as well. But I think to me, the surprise has been, I think Lucas Johnson has been better than I expected him to be. I thought he was going to be good, but I think he's been really good. And uh, I think that the, uh, the amount of ability to spread the ball around. I mean, Cole Grossman hasn't been as much of a huge factor as I thought he would be because Aaron Fonts and Junior Bergen and Mitch Roberts and Marcus Knight and Xavier Harris and Nick Oswald, they've all kind of had their moments in the sun. Yeah. No, you said it pretty, pretty well. And they have been able to be pretty balanced, which, if, you know, if you're game planning against this offense, it makes it a little tough because, the, you, you know, you could take away, okay, uh, you know, Mitch Roberts has really been the, you know, the possession receiver. He, he, they go to him on third downs. We're, we want to take him away. Well, you know, you could go to Grossman and Bergen and Fonts and uh, Rhyme Simpson's coming up with some big catches. So, yeah, they, they're they're pretty balanced. I'm just curious to see it. I want to see it against um, a good, a really good defense. Right. And I want to see it when one aspect of it, like when both of them aren't working. So, like for like Idaho State, for instance, the passing game was kind of struggling. And Idaho State and some other teams have done this before against some of the Grizz teams in the past where they're kind of smaller and quicker and they kind of confuse you a little bit kind of in the secondary and they allow you to run the ball, but they'll confuse you in the secondary. And you could tell that they were struggling in the passing game, but they were able to just lean on the running game and they rushed for you know 250 yards. I'm curious to see how maybe it's Sack, maybe it's Weaver, a team that's able to kind of confuse them and give them uh, tough looks in the passing game, but also can stop the run a little bit better than Idaho State did? And how do they respond to that? And can Lucas continue to put the ball into really tight windows and go through his progressions um, to elevate the offense into uh, really good, closer to elite level, as opposed to just you know an above average, we can put up 40 against a bad defense? No, I was now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for joining us here on your Friday. Recording this down here on a Wednesday, down here at the ABC Fox Montana Studios. SWX Montana Sports Director Sean Rainey joining us. Uh, how about weaknesses? What have you seen uh, on either side of the ball? I have a couple, but I'll let you start. Okay. This is easier. Well, I think when you have a good team and you have high expectations – I think it's kind of easy to then want to nitpick and be like, sure. okay, here are the couple areas that, hey, if you truly want to be championship level, okay. national championship level, here are the things that you need to improve upon. And so do you want to start offense or defense? Let's go offense. Let's go offense. Okay, I think offensively to me, I think it's explosive plays because this offense really does not get many plays over 30 yards. And I and when you're looking, especially you, you know, everyone, all the Grizz fans that want to flip on to, you know, talk about the Cats and the flip side. How many of the explosive plays have they been getting, both in the running game and in the passing game? Sean Chambers had nine plays that he was involved in of over 29 yards in last week's game alone. He had a 78-yard touchdown run, a 65-yard touchdown run, a 29-yard touchdown pass, a 34-yard touchdown pass. So I mean, they're, they're getting. Ch- I mean, that's what their offense is: is just chunk plays. Yeah, and that's the opposite of what Montana's offense is. It's more of a kind of a West Coast feel where you're kind of going, you know, 10 yards here, one yard. Five yards, twelve yards. Like they don't have a lot of explosive plays, and I feel like sometimes when you can't get that, it's just it's hard to sustain drives. Sometimes you know because it takes one mistake here or there. We you know we saw that against Idaho State. I mean, there are a couple drives um, just finishing them to to making that game an absolute blowout and completely changing the narrative on how people feel about this Montana team. So to me, I would love to see more explosive plays. How much of it is just the the head ball coach? Because Montana has, I mean, there, there's no real, there's no corners in the league that can run with three of Montana's receivers. You know, I mean, Malik Flowers, Junior Berg, and Aaron Fonts are all three elite explosiveness for the Big Sky Conference. So I, I guess is it a matter of just getting those guys the ball? Yeah, I don't know how how much of it is. Um, we just Coach Houck has really 
talked about protecting the football this year, like sure. almost like more so than normal. He's obsessed with it. He benched Lucas Johnson when I, he fumbled I, on the goal line. That's what I'm saying. Like, and he's he's like, obviously every coach talks about turnovers and not turning the ball over, and he's talked about it in years past. But for some reason this year, I feel like it's just uh, more of a. Uh, emphasis than it than it has been ever before, and so I don't know. The, the irony is that they fumbled in the red zone three times, and it's been by three of their. I mean, Junior Bergen also fumbled in the red zone against South Dakota, and he got in the doghouse for a little while too. Yeah, and the and the interception was not a deep throw at all. It was right. the you know just didn't see the the safe uh, the linebacker. Uh, so I don't know. Um, I would like to, to see a little bit more uh, shots here and there. I think you know that might come against uh, different defenses uh, coming up. We've seen a little bit of, you know, trickeration here and there, but I don't think you can rely on those kind of plays. Like a Mitch Roberts, like bomb down the field for a touchdown. I'm talking about just explosive 30 yard plays that are just generated out of your normal offense. And we just haven't seen a lot of that uh, in the last couple of years from Montana. And so I think offensively that that would um, would be my uh, thing to improve upon. I mean, defensively, I, I think it's. I think it's kind of obvious. A lot of people are talking about it. I mean, the the middle of the field right. in the passing game, out of the slot in particular, yeah. you're you're seeing a lot of other teams move their star wide receiver into the slot, and most of the time Montana just leaves a linebacker or safety there, and then that's just a tough matchup. Uh, and they also just vacate the middle of the field because they bring pressure every play, and they do so much of the pressure with their interior guys. Yeah, and then you have your your safety kind of flying down, but he there's not enough time if your your linebacker isn't there on a quick little you know, slant route to, to get in the way of that pass. So it's the middle of the field. Um, and to me, the other thing is, you know, especially when you're watching NFL and you're watching some other college teams, there's just so many different personnel groupings mm-hmm. where you're taking off a linebacker, putting on a, a safety or another corner or this or that. Montana never changes their personnel groupings. And I'm just watching some of these games and I'm like, man, you have three good corners yep. in Ford, Dawson, and uh, Corbin Walker. And maybe even four. Trevor Grady's pretty yeah. good, too. I was like, I would just love to see when some of these teams go three wide, like when you're facing an Eastern, especially last year, they have three really good wide receivers. Like, why why can't we try just putting three corners on those dudes and then right. you put your linebackers and safeties on the other guys? Um, or even in that Idaho State game, those last two drives, they're still running three linebackers, and you're having guys who aren't, as comfortable in coverage and they're going five wide. I was like, why can't you sub out a linebacker for an extra safety? Um, and I know that, you know, cotton got ejected early in that game and I don't know how much that changed it, but, and he's kind of a more of a cover safety than some of their other guys, but they still don't put in a safety for a linebacker. So I would just, it would be fascinating to me to see them change up some of those personnel groupings because we've seen it against teams that are coming up Sac state and Eastern Washington Idaho State. We've seen it where they put their their good wide receivers in the slot, and it it creates issues. Nuance now ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television. That's exactly right. I think that they they the lack of what's so brilliant about the Grizz defense is they dictate the game. They do what they're going to do, and that's it. That's also their biggest weakness is that they don't really play chess. They don't react to you. They don't, you do this, we're going to do that. They don't do that. They just do exactly what they do, and that's it. And they're very steadfast and even stubborn in their ability to do it. Uh, I, I agree with you on the, the offensive side, the explosive plays, but I think that uh, the one place where I think that they need to make progress personnel-wise, I think that Chris Walker needs to cu- keep coming along at left tackle, especially in pass protection. They run his own blocking scheme, so the linemen work together, and so – uh, when Walker can hinge on with Liam Brown or he has the tight end on his side, he's good. He's a big, powerful guy. When he's moving forward, he's fine because he's really, really strong. It's just the fundamental techniques of being able to get into a pass set and stuff. They haven't really – I mean, D.J. Malo from Portland State was supposed to be the guy that was going to test him, but Portland State just got ran out the gym basically in that game, so there was no real uh, chance for that matchup to really even be exploited. But with Weber State coming up, I guarantee – I mean, I don't know if Sac State has to have a good DN. They always have a good DN. So uh, there'll be some matchups there, I think. But like you said, there's a really good team. We get to the point where we're nitpicking because, you know, basically it's no longer, oh, does this team have a chance to make the playoffs? Does this team have a chance to be in the mix for the Big Sky title? No, they certainly are the front runners for both of those scenarios. It's a – do they have a chance to make a real playoff run? I think that's exactly where they're at with the Grizz. How about the Cats? What, what are we thinking of the Cats? I think the Cats have been – one of the most interesting teams in the country because there's been so many storylines over these last two years 
from Jeff Choate leaving to uh, Brent Vegan coming in to Matt McKay leaving to Tommy Malott's rise to going to the national championship game to all these guys going to the NFL and where are they at and and all of the question marks have not mattered. The Cats have just kept on winning since Brent Vegan took over. I mean, they're they're sitting there 16-2 and two against FCS opponents right now. Their only losses are in Missoula to the Grizz and North Dakota State and Frisco. Other than that, the other losses are just to FBS squads. So, uh, solid job by Brent Vegan. So, I mean, excellent job by Brent Vegan so far. Well, I think, obviously, the low-hanging fruit and the question is when Malak comes back, sure. how, how are all those guys utilized? And I get that question a lot, and if it was to me, I mean, I don't know how much of they're going to use both of them on the field at the same time, but if you're talking strictly, you know, one of them is at quarterback, if it was up to me, I would kind of rotate them because I just don't think that you can ask a quarterback to run it 20-ish times and throw it 20-ish times. I mean, that's only 40 plays. They're, They're running more than that. I just feel like you can't take that many hits and that big of a, a workload um, as a quarterback. A lot of people ask me, hey, what do you think about Tommy Mlott going in this game? I was like, well, if they use him like they used him towards the end of last year, it's going to be really, really tough because he had the ball in his hands so much and was taking so many hits. And the way and what makes him special is how he runs the ball and how violent he is and how he breaks tackles. And th- and that's what makes him special. When you If you take that away and say, hey, you need to slide more, you need to protect yourself, right. then that takes away – your magic and then what you're good at. I think we're seeing that a lot with Russell Wilson with Russell Wilson used to be able to take on hits and escape. And when you kind of are taking away that ability, sure. He's still a a good quarterback, but the magic is kind of gone. And so to me, I think you want those guys to be aggressive and you want them to do what they're best at. And so to me, I would rotate them as much as possible to keep them fresh. Uh, But then again, then you run into the risk of, uh, flow and momentum and getting guys in rhythm and so um, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting and I, I I'm not a big schedule guy yeah so I'm not like there's some guys you could look and they have the schedule like memorized yeah. I kind of take it kind of chunk by chunk sure. because I, I feel like um, schedules like change throughout the year based sure. on who you're playing based on injuries especially like in the NFL but I didn't realize um, now that Montana State's kind of gotten through this Eastern UC Davis yep. uh, little section, like their schedule is very, very favorable. They got Idaho State coming to town this week. They go to Northern Colorado next week. Then they got Weber State coming to Bozeman. That'll be a huge game, but they have it at home. Yeah. And then they got a bye, and then they get Cal. They got to go to NAU, excuse me. And uh, and then I think Cal Poly, uh, they go to Cal Poly, so they go on the road twice. So the two tough road trips, but it gets two not as good teams, and then they got the Grizz coming to town. And with NAU not being as good as they potentially, you know, some people thought, hey, they could maybe be one of those fringe, you know, bottom teams that ends up being good. With them kind of struggling a little bit, I mean, you're looking at, you know, two games in which um, are going to be highly contested, and you get both of those at home. Um, and the rest of them should be very winnable. Uh, so looking at the schedule, it looks pretty favorable uh, for the Cats. I mean, the Grizz, you're you're playing uh, three of the top seven teams all on the road uh, coming up. So it, and then with you know Eastern at home and uh, Idaho at home too, which is no uh, cupcake game either. So it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating. I'm very curious to see how Montana does in a game that is. Uh, within reach in the second half where it's kind of a blow for blow um, kind of a game because the feel of those games on the sideline when I'm on the, you know, the sidelines for those, Mm -hmm. it's just such a different feel when it's trading shots back and forth rather than, Hey, you're up and the game is kind of, you know, decided even that Idaho state game, like there was never any doubt. Yeah. Like people are like, Oh man, it was a one possession game. Like their win probability was 95%. In the oh. fourth, throughout the whole fourth quarter, like yeah. it was never really like in doubt, and there was never a sense on the Grizz sidelines when I was on it that the game was like slipping away or like you're trading momentum blows for blow. So I'm curious to see just how the Grizz kind of handle that in the next few weeks. I'm so interested to see if the Grizz can take it up another notch because you're right, like they've been they've been they've been playing everybody, and I think one of the biggest advantages they will have toward the end of the season. Their depth, they've shown their depth by rotating so much, but they haven't had to lean on their depth yet. And their physical conditioning, they're going to be able, if they get into a slugfest where they have to outlast a team, they can. They just haven't had to do that yet. Yeah, and I think the other thing, though, that's going to be just really, really important is for them, they're going to have to 
make sure that they win um, some of these games because I think they're going to be this is going to be a gauntlet that they're going to go through. For sure. And if they do have you know some injuries, like these next few weeks are going to take a lot out of them, um, especially as the you know the full season. Then you finish with Eastern and the Cats. So like if they don't have a bye, if they put themselves in a tough situation, like it's going to be tough for them to play you know 13 14 like a lot of football games with the stretch that they have uh coming up i do think um i think i think we're finding out i think braxton hill is a very important player on this team because his speed and explosiveness at the linebacker position i think is is missed a little bit when he's when he's not there and so um you know him bergen a couple guys kind of nicked up I imagine if they were playing the Cats last week, those guys probably play. Sure. But since you're playing Idaho State, you got the bye week coming up. I think it's smart not to play those guys. Um, but like you said, I, I think that there is a notch that they can turn up to, yeah. which I'm curious to see when they, if that is a, you know, a thing that they're able to do and what it might look like because they haven't had to dial it up yet this year. And so I am curious to see which – we both kind of think that they do have it in them, but I'm curious to see it happen and uh, how they're able to do that, especially you know when you have three games in a row that are tough. I thought one thing that Brent Vegan said, too, on the Montana State side of things about the dual quarterback thing, somebody asked him, you know, hey, when you got running quarterbacks, how do you sort of mitigate that? And he was like, well, you can either think to death about how to mitigate it or you can just understand that it's just part of the deal and you want your guys to be your guys. So... You know, I think that's why they brought in Sean Chambers because they knew, like, it's it's just a matter of when, not if, if you have a running quarterback, if the guy's going to get dinged up. And uh, so now they got they got two of them. We'll see when Tommy Mallott comes back if they can get there. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, joining us here uh, on Nuance. Now, last thing for you, man. Uh, you're, uh, first of all, Sean has a great gambling podcast, Make It Rainy. You're killing it. You guys are killing it right now. I've been listening. And uh, you're, you know, you're, like, getting – Two out of every three picks right here, which is which is pretty good. Uh, before we get to the, the gambling side of things, though, I want to ask you one NFL question. So the, the NFL is such an unbelievable machine, and driving around listening to ESPN National all day like I always do, some of the takes are just so funny because guys are just saying stuff just so they have something original to say. Like right when I was just driving in here, they're talking about how Cooper Cup sucks. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? Like, how how can you possibly say that? The guy was the Super Bowl MVP a year ago. Uh, but the other one that some of these guys are on is that Justin Herbert sucks now too. Uh, where are we at with Herbert? You're a Chargers guy. Uh, he he's he struggled a little bit this year, just in terms of. I guess the narrative is either Justin Herbert has regressed or there's just not a lot of help for him there in L.A. What what, do you, what say you about uh, the Chargers young quarterback? Uh, I mean, didn't he, like, hurt his ribs a couple weeks ago? Yeah, that's right. And I think he threw for, like, 340 and two touchdowns <laughs> and didn't have a single turnover-worthy play last week. Um, I th- he's fine. Right. Uh, people like the, the new flavor of the week, the new flavor right. of the year. Uh, so we're riding, everyone's riding, you know, the Jalen Hurts and the – Tua and the stuff, sure. which is, you know, those guys deserve, you know, credit as well. Uh, we, we see the ebbs and flows. This is the same thing that we saw with Mahomes. Everyone was off of Mahomes yeah, for a little right. while. Like, right. Mahomes isn't great. And then he comes out and has good September, which, hey, go look historically. He always has a good September. Right. He's doing the same things that Mahomes always does. Like, these guys aren't going to play. They're not going to be perfect 24-7. And uh, people like new and different things. That's why, you know, Otani's not getting as much love this year as he was last year. He's having a better year this year than he did last year, people. Sure. Like, what he's doing is is a freak show, but they saw it once, and so now people are kind of over it. Uh, that's just how people are. Um, but, yes, uh, Justin Herbert is fine. Uh, the Chargers are banged up. They went into the year with nine pro bowlers. Six of them got hurt. Um, Justin Herbert is fine. Sports Bet Montana is a great sponsor of ours here at Nuanas Now, and uh, we'll be bringing you – some thoughts, some analysis based on the NFL lines. I'll be doing some picks uh, every once in a while as well. What do you like this week? Anything that you got uh, your sharp pencil out on? Ooh, so I still I, – I, uh, the NFL is a grind. I think I'm 40 and 22 this year so yeah, far. Which is um, amazing. Yes. Uh, so I do a lot of homework and a lot of research throughout the week. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I read a lot of articles. Like, it's a grind. There's a lot of work that goes into it. I don't just show up and just pick and make picks For and sure. stuff. Um, so there's some earlier in the week that I like, and then sometimes I, you know, get off of it and things like that. And so um, I've been kind of getting into like first half plays because yeah, yeah. the NFL has gotten really wacky, oh, especially man. late in games. Some of these like just the craziness uh, late in games um, are just absolutely wild. Um, but I think I, I like some underdogs this week. I mean, the the Cowboys getting like 
you know, five and a half against the Rams. Uh, the Rams' offensive line is beat up. The Cowboys' defensive line is legit. I think the the Seahawks getting like five points, six points against the Saints. Like, who were the Saints to be favored by six over anybody? Yeah. Uh, the the uh, the Falcons getting nine against the Bucks. Um, why not? Um, it's kind of bucking conventional trends. Uh, the Colts. Everyone's going to be on the the Broncos. Just wait for that one. Public's going to bet Denver massively all the way up till game time, especially with Jonathan Taylor out. Yep. And then I'll take I'll take the Colts at plus five or plus five and a half or something like that. But uh, yeah, I do want to plug one thing, sure. uh, Colts, before we leave. Because um, you and I, we we always talk about uh, what's the coolest thing about our job, and I think it's like. You know, some of the relationships that you build and getting sure. to meet guys and talk to guys and stuff. And I was able to talk to Matt Rensvold. Super cool. Yeah, the Polson tight end. who's He's tore his ACL three times. The same so knee, brutal, man. The same knee three times. And I, um, you know, I covered him in high school, like, but kind of hadn't really, like, talked to him in depth or gotten to know him, like, that well. And I interviewed him the other day. The dude, like, doesn't even... I mean, he was a he played a lot as a redshirt freshman. Yeah. Was good and played... Was a starter as a sophomore. Was going to play a lot and... Now he's, you know, the fourth, fifth string tight end. They got a lot of young guys, and he doesn't even care. He's just out there. He's he's proud to put the Montana jersey on. He's out there helping all the young guys. Um, if he plays, he plays. If not, he just wants to be a part of this this special Grizz team. And so just hearing him say that and uh, being able to tell his story, which is going to air uh, here pretty soon, um, is really kind of like what blue-collar – um, football and what makes uh, a lot of those kids special in college football. And so just really cool, and I'm, I'm happy to be able to tell his story coming up. Yeah, Matt Rensvold was an unbelievable athlete coming out of Polson High School. And, uh, I mean, dude had like a 40-inch vert, man. He could hit his head on the rim, and then he tore his knee three times, and it's just such a bummer that it went like that. But good for him for sticking it out. And uh, be sure to check that story out coming up uh, on SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey of SWX Montana joining us here. Uh, all new eyes. Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. College athletics is a fundamental part of the fabric of our communities in Montana, and it's the stories of these young men and women that drive our passion at Skyline Sports. Coulter Nuwana is here. In 2015, my brother Brooks and I founded SkylineSportsMT.com. As a lifelong athlete, Brooks has an elite knowledge of football with a deep perspective with his time spent playing safety for the Montana Grizz football team, while I won a collection of sports writing awards, including 2010 Washington Sports Writer of the Year during my time in newspapers. Together, we can offer you the best sports journalism in the state with crisp writing, unbiased reporting, cutting-edge photography, and a grassroots feel that belies the corporate takeover of modern media this day and age. As Montana natives, we have a deep historical knowledge of the fiercest rivalry in the West. We share a combined 22 years' experience involved in the Big Sky Conference. That experience gives us unparalleled knowledge of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics. If you'd like to experience this with us, visit SkylineSportsMT.com and subscribe for only $8 a month or $90 a year. SkylineSportsMT.com. Every day, every season. song reminds me of Fight Night, the old boxing video game, little Roy Jones Jr. on the cover. And I was feeling like in a boxing mood earlier because the video, it's so funny how stuff works now. A video hits Twitter and then everybody that loves sports that's on Twitter watches the video and then we all talk about it and then we forget about it and then another one comes up and we keep doing it over and over and over again. <laughs> but the video of the day... Draymond Green slugging Jordan Poole. Don't know what anybody said. There's no sound on the video, but uh, he drops him. You can find it on Twitter. Uh, not great. We'll talk about it in, during the chick who doesn't know sports. Welcome back. Duana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Thanks for hanging out with us. Coulter Nuanez coming to you through the... Uh, ESPN MT Studio here at uh, the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years. I'm proud to say so. Worth mentioning, uh, we don't talk that much. Actually, we talk next to none FBS football here on this show, unless we're comparing and contrasting to the FCS from a financial standpoint. But College Game Day is in Lawrence, Kansas this weekend, so that's interesting. Uh, and first time in a, in a long time, maybe ever, actually, for Kansas football. Kansas basketball obviously has been such a flagship 
I know this because our uh, owner here at Missoula Broadcasting Company, she has family that works at Kansas, so they're very excited to have College Game Day coming. But um, just interesting, College Game Day continues to try to spread the love, so maybe we'll get them in Montana someday, although I don't necessarily want any more reasons to show the rest of the world uh, this state that I love. Today, this Friday, it is our um, the grand opening of the uh, Rock and Rudy's Attic. That's at the corner of Higgins and South. It's where Zootown Sports Cards used to be. Zootown Sports Cards now in the Stevens Center, just right up from our friends at Kitty O'Keefe's. we got a lot of friends. Those are some of my favorite places to go, though. Have not been to this attic yet. I've gotten a lot of pictures from people that know me well that say I'm going to love this thing. I can tell you I'm going to. They have all sorts of vintage everything in there. Uh, rare music posters, vintage con- concert posters. They got promo items from record companies, Missoula events posters, sports collectibles, film and TV collectibles. So go check out the grand opening of the attic, Rock and Rudy's attic, across from Dorn Blazer Field. Uh, it starts at five tonight, so five to eight p.m. You can go check out uh, the Rock and Rudy's attic. I think that uh, be a pretty fun time over there. One last thing, and then we're gonna take a break before we uh, get to Dane Oliver, the head coach of the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. We got a little bit long there with our good friend Sean Rainey, but I haven't seen him in a while, so spent some time uh, talking to him. But the Grizz hockey team, two-game homestand again tonight. I guess it's an extension of the homestand that began with their opener last week. Western Washington in town. We got four more tickets for you, and you're going to have to go to Katie O'Keefe's to pick them up. But guess what? They'll have a cold pitcher of beer waiting for you there as well. Call us right now. Four-pack of tickets to Saturday's Grizz Hockey Game, 406-888-1029. That is 888-1029. Call us right now, call number five. We got four tickets and a pitcher of beer from Katie O'Keefe's for Saturday night's Grizz Hockey Game down there at the Glacier Ice Rink. So call right now. Triple eight one zero two nine. Also, if you want to be a part of this show, you certainly can. That number is applicable always to call and or text triple eight one zero two nine. That's eight 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 one zero two nine. Call us, text us. What do you want to know? What are you thinking? Uh, what do you got cooking? Stay tuned. A little while. We got uh, free pizza coming up for you Friday pie day. That'll be about five thirty. And uh, Carol in the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. She'll be coming up as well. Uh, a long extended conversation with her about all sorts of different things, including I, did, I actually didn't even realize it until I expressed it. That's kind of how life works. Sometimes you have repressed feelings and you don't uh, get around to actually expressing them until you're given an avenue. I, I guess I have some strong feelings about Russell Wilson. They're not good. <laughs> I I felt Richard Sherman's pain, I guess. I, I felt the same level of animosity when trying to analyze Russell Wilson earlier today. So that's coming up in the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports uh, as well. Take a break and then get back at it with one of our good friends around here, Dan Oliver. He's the head coach of the Missoula Sentinel Spartans. Crosstown here in the Garden City. That is our Garden City Spotlight. Next, keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's just so good. I know that it's human nature to either think whatever's now is the best and or whatever was then is just better than everything now. But man, you can't find, I mean, there's nobody rhyming like that ever. It doesn't matter what time it was from. A little notorious B.I.G. for you here on your Friday afternoon. We got free pizza coming up for you in about 35 minutes, so stay tuned for that. Right now, though, it's time for our Garden City Spotlight. We got a couple fun new sponsors for the Garden City Spotlight. First National Pond, from musical instruments to hunting and camping supplies, even snowblowers, 
You never know what you might find at a great price at First National Pond. And also Liberty Safes, the highest quality and reliability. There's nothing like owning a Liberty Safe. Visit LibertySafesOfMissoula.com or go to their showroom uh, at First National Pond on Reserve Street or in East Missoula. Garden City Spotlight highlighting the Garden City's AA football teams. We heard from Matt Johnson on Tuesday. Here's the head coach on the other side of the sideline for tonight's crosstown matchup between Sentinel and Big Sky. Well, we took a week off only because I had a little family thing I had to take care of. I had to go over to Coeur d'Alene, so it wasn't it anything to do with this side of the coin. But we're sitting here at Missoula Sentinel. Dana Oliver joining us, Missoula Sentinel head football coach. And uh, coach, between the last time we talked, the streak is over. But you got back on the horse, scored 70 last week, yeah. though. So, uh, I mean, that, that's a huge adjustment for your guys, though, to not have to talk about this anymore, but also uh, to get back on the horse and uh, get a big win over Flathead last week. So uh, just take us through. What's the last two weeks been like with the guys? Well, I'm excited for this crew because for the first time, the 2022 team can be about the 2022 team. Right. For, so, for so long, it was about being tied to the past. I think that's just hard to navigate for. 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. So we didn't talk about the streak, but, you know, looking back, it was present, always in the back of their mind. So it's a blessing in disguise. You never want to lose, but it's always response to failure. And uh, regardless of the flathead game, just how they've been practicing and and their mindset and their willingness to to take coaching and work on their craft has has been awesome. So we've had a great day, great practice this week and excited for uh, a crosstown game. Alabama and Georgia and you know, Clemson in certain years, they kind of all skewed our minds about what like football is, thinking you can just go undefeated all the time. Most levels of football, you don't go undefeated. So the most important thing that actually happens is how do you respond to a loss, right? I mean, that could be the, the pivotal moment of your season. So how do you express that to the guys? Because, I mean, even in Montana high school football, the double-A champion is most likely not undefeated. It's the team that responds best from their losses. Well... So much of what we do is try to educate these kids about being process oriented. And you know, if you if you do these things during the week, it'll the results usually work out. And and um, if for the first time in a long time, that didn't work. You know, yeah. I thought they had practiced well and did everything they could, but it can be eye opening. Um, and sometimes you, you you need to fail, and it's healthy because it it redirects you and gets your your you get your head back in the right direction. So. Um, these kids have been awesome with it. Um, I think it was a relief for them uh, looking back and um, just excited for, for the journey forward now. Dana Oliver joining us here on the Garden City Spotlight down here at Missoula Sentinel. Recording this on a Wednesday. Crosstown game on Friday. A couple more questions about the past before we get to the future here, Coach. Helen High, though, uh, they've been rolling, and they had a big win last week over Glacier as well. What do you think of that team? I mean, Dane Broadhead's got them playing pretty well. well big, physical, yeah. uh, well-coached. Uh, you know, he, they 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 got they got us out coached us out played us uh, you know it was kind of what I call a rock fight game where the offenses are a little struggling they beat us on a couple double moves and you know it was 13-7 with three minutes left and then they exploded in the fourth quarter so we just had to improve in that area it's not it's not uh, a dumpster fire here at Sentinel when you lose a game it's just guys this is our adjustments we need to make forward and but a lot of credit goes to what what they did I thought they they executed and, and they were excited and. Uh, I have a lot of respect for Coach Broadhead and what he did. I saw him saying, hey, guys, this isn't a state championship. So it tells me he's got a good perspective on the outlook for the season, and, and that shows up with the kids. So, And then to go on to Glacier and get that win on the road against a good program, they're the real deal. What did you like about, just in terms of tangible improvements of your team, what did you work on last week? What did you see that uh, was straightened up or, or did get better? Yeah, just a sense of urgency to work on technique. Uh, I think so often maybe we've got away with poor technique and uh, that can be made up by having great players like we do. And Adam Jones can cover up a lot of mistakes. Right. Kellen Curtis, Dom Umale, and, and Carson Bites' speed on the edge. Just hitting the post makes up for, you know, whether it's bad play calls or bad execution. So, um, But that allows other kids to grow and work on their craft. So I've, I've seen them rededicate themselves to fundamental football. Crosstown in Missoula this week for the second week in a row. And uh, for the first time in a little while, we actually have a Crosstown game that will determine the city title because Big Sky beat Hellgate and Sentinel beat Hellgate. And so now Big Sky versus Sentinel for the city crown. Uh, Matt Johnson's team has, has had a tough schedule. They are up and down this year, but they're coming off of a victory last week. Uh, so maybe a confident bunch uh, as they come into this crosstown game. What do you think of the Eagles? I say it every year, but Coach, you know, that 
the Eagles uh, resemble their head coach. And I know Coach Johnson, Anaconda guy, he's got a grit and toughness that I respect about him. Um, they're going to they're gonna play hard and physical. Uh, and it, it always seems to either get tight or we find a way to um, the emotions of the game take over sometimes for high school kids. So we just got to really focus in on uh, playing our style of football, our game. And uh, when, when we do that, I feel like we have, have enough guys to, to come out victorious. Drew Martin's the quarterback there at Big Sky. Uh, he's good. He's a load in the backfield. He's a good runner, and uh, he can make some plays with his arm as well. So what do you think of the challenge of stopping him? Well, they've kind of moved that shotgun wing tee a little bit with a buck sweep and a double handoff and play action off of that. So um, if you stare in the backfield too much, Drew will make you pay with a, with a pass. So, um, you know, it seems to be serious football. When you do this, they're going to run this play. And, um, and so... Drew's been good. I know he's hurt a couple games, but he's come back and he's physical, and I'm, um, he's a tough challenge to, to tackle well. He's going to break some tackles, so we've got to be, be great in our fundamentals. What are the key matchups in this game uh, for the Sentinel Spartans? Well, for us, our identity's got to be about running the football, getting our guys in space as well uh, with our playmakers. And so um, just to being a, us control the line of scrimmage for us is, is big. And uh, if, if we cannot go backwards on first down, we seem to be pretty good as an offense. And, and the same thing goes for them. If we can get a, a TFL or a negative play on defense, it kind of sets us up to, to utilize our speed on, on, uh, on the defensive side of the ball and get them into long down distances. Sentinel, Big Sky, Friday night, Missoula County Public Stadium. Should be a fun one. City title on the line. Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel head coach, joining us here on Nuanas Now, thanks for being here, coach. Appreciate it. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions, that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those driver's actions. You deserve an advocate. The Advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The Advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com.